Welcome to the Vinci Blogcast, your home for all content from the Vinci Digital Marketing Blog. This podcast was created to make our written blog content more enjoyable and accessible no matter where or how you enjoy listening to podcasts and specifically for the visually impaired. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 70 of the Vinci Blogcast. I'm your host and author of the content, Jerry Vinci. Today we are continuing our discussion about everything you need to know to effectively price your small business products and services. And we're focused on pricing concept number six, which is the pros and cons of value-based pricing. So for lack of a better word, this is the bee's knees. This is where it's at. This is my favorite pricing model to follow. And if you can get to this point in your business, it is going to be smooth sailing for you moving, moving forward. Uh, as long as you can, as long as your delivery and the expectations of the customer are one and the same, that what it is that you say you're going to deliver is delivered and it brings the value that you promise it will. So if you have a product or service that does that, you can set the market and essentially stop trading your your time for money. So let's get into the content and learn about value-based pricing. When you have a business model that can support value-based pricing, it can be huge for your bottom line. Value instead of time-based pricing is essentially the pinnacle of pricing models in my opinion. Coming from a culture where time-based pricing was so prevalent and expected by the customer, it wasn't an easy shift for my marketing firm to remove hourly pricing and move more towards this model. In this approach, we first estimate and assess what the importance, worth, and usefulness of a our product or service is to the customer both short-term and long-term. For example, does this product save the customer money indefinitely? Does it generate new revenue or opportunities for revenue? If so, how much? Is it something that will require ongoing care and attention, or is this a one-time build? Second, consider how the solution would benefit or be applied to the overall market. Third, evaluate the complexity of the customer's need and our proposed solutions. And lastly, calculate both the time and manpower investment as well as allocate all resources needed to accomplish the desired end result. Once these points are addressed, we can price accordingly. This allows us to factor in a great number of variables we never could before and maximizes flexibility in terms of options available. It's ideal for me because it changes the type of customer we target. Time-based pricing tends to attract cost-conscious, low-budget customers who insist on spending time analyzing every hour worked and what that equates to in terms of immediate cost. They usually have no budget to speak of and are not interested in long-term solutions, but simply getting something done at the very moment in time. Being the planner that I am, I much prefer working with customers who have established marketing budgets and goals and who see the value in the service and products we provide. This model also allows us to account for everyone's time on a project without coming across as if we're padding costs. With time-based pricing, billing for administrative time or tasks was always a point of contention since some customers see it as an operating cost. However, with marketing and creative projects in general, without proper planning prior to and management during a project, it will fail, and these are costs which absolutely should be accounted for and included in all pricing. This model will not work 
if you're just starting out and trying to establish pricing for the first time in most cases. This is often because, well, let's face it, most business owners are one hot mess when they first start their business. They're all over the map trying to figure things out. It's not uncommon for new owners to delve and pivot in 10 different directions until something sticks. In this scenario, the majority of new business owners are yes men targeting anyone and everyone who needs what they're selling. As our qualifying process and business structure became more refined, we eventually began to weed out any potential leads that were not a good fit for value-based pricing. For example, someone digging for loose change in the couch cushions is not someone we would take on as a customer, nor someone who would qualify for pricing based on value and long-term planning since someone in such a financial position would never see the value in anything we offer as they should. And as business owners, we should never waste our time chasing leads that are not worth our time or a good fit for our organization. So here are my top three pros and cons of value-based pricing, which help you effectively price small business services. So pro number one, common ground. The greatest benefit to pricing based on value is you and your customer are ideally speaking the same language. So long as your customer clearly explains the value and benefits this project might have for their business, you can come up with a plan and a price that will work for both of you. This approach makes the most sense in terms of client acquisition for a business such as mine, since only working with customers who can see and appreciate the value we provide is of interest to me. That's not to say customers cannot have doubts or concerns, but this approach opens up a much broader channel of communication than in a retail situation, for example, where an item sits on a shelf and a customer either pays the price or doesn't. I also love this approach because we look beyond the immediate needs and look at more than just the product or service we provide. We now are able to explore challenges within their business and create solutions that become an integrated and critical component to building a better business. In addition, when micromanaging the hours and time spent on a project that often would become the focal point instead of the solution itself. Pro number two is flexibility in pricing. I read a story a while back about a web developer who decided to stop charging customers for his work. He simply told them he'd work for free and in return, they could gift him whatever amount they felt the work he did was worth to them. Since doing that, he actually makes more per project now than before and has much better job satisfaction as he now can cherry pick the jobs he takes instead of letting potential revenue dictate which projects he takes on. Value pricing is very similar in mindset to this because you can set the price according to how your customer feels about the work you're doing. Some people ask, shouldn't you just charge one set fee regardless of who the customer is? Well, I do agree in all fairness, you have to ethically set boundaries on pricing. For example, if you're going after a millionaire prospect, that doesn't mean your price just went up five times higher for the same effort. The reality is customers do have a number of or range in their head. Not all of them will admit to what it is or even really know until you pull it out of them. If you've been in business long enough, you'll start to understand what customers expect in terms of pricing based on many outside factors. I've had some customers ask, will it cost somewhere between 5000 and 50000 while other customers will ask, 
will it cost between 5000 and 10000 The first customer probably understands a bit more about how the price and solution suggest it has a great deal of variance depending on the options chosen and the level of engagement. Either way, they've disclosed an expectation or comfort zone which you should use to consider whether or not they're a good candidate for working with you. Once again, I don't recommend this method if you're first starting out as it's best to understand your costs hourly before you ever try to implement a value-based approach. Based on the two scenarios above, you should also consider the importance in flexibility and pricing. This comes into play because not all of your customers will buy at the lower price and not all customers will buy at the higher price. Often it's a mindset. If you try to sell a brand new Mercedes to someone for $15,000, they probably would immediately question your actions. They would probably say, what's the catch? And no, seriously, what's the real price? A customer shopping for a Mercedes understands there's a higher price and in return, a standard that's met for that brand. The same can be established for your own products and services. Understanding what a customer needs and the prices they're willing to pay opens you up for more opportunities to increase profit while still delivering high value products to your customer. Don't shy away from the budget discussion when possible. Find a way to discuss pricing and budget expectations with clients very early on. Otherwise, you wind up spinning your wheels and possibly spending hours in meetings on phone calls or creating proposals that lead nowhere. Pro number three is scalable for growth. Value-based pricing eliminates trading dollars for hours. Instead, you can establish project rates. These rates encompass all necessary tasks and components to deliver what the customer needs. Your pricing becomes scalable because you no longer have to worry about making a certain hourly rate for X number of hours per week. Project rates allow flexibility in every single project you take on regardless of the customer type. There's no standard you must adhere to. However, you must remain ethical. Project rates and value-based pricing will allow you to factor other critical data into your project pricing. For example, is this an existing customer that you know is difficult to work with? If so, then you know you'll spend two times longer on this project than average. You should charge more. Another example, will this customer only buy from a vendor charging X amount for their product and anything less doesn't interest them? We've actually run into this in the past. We had two customers question how successful our SEO service was because of its affordability. They expected to pay no less than 2000 per month and we were only charging around 1500 per month. Our price made the product seem less desirable, even though we actually did far more for our customer than the company offering $2,000 package. We simply have less cost and overhead and can pass that on with a cheaper rate. For customers like this, they didn't want to consider us and we lost their business by not understanding the value they had in mind of what SEO was worth to them. Until this happens to you for the first time, losing business by charging less sounds ridiculous, but it can happen. So con number one of value-based pricing is the value pricing trap. Companies attempting to price based on value can quickly get themselves into trouble. It's easy to forget you must keep your customers at the center of your decisions. What's best for them and how will this benefit their business life or future growth? Business owners often see dollar signs when and let that dictate their behavior. For example, if you price a few projects for two to three times what you normally charge because those customers saw value only at a higher price, it's easy to then assume all customers want to pay the higher price or that is where your pricing structure should start. However, that's not the case. 
What brings value to some is simply too expensive for others, regardless of the value. Does a lower budget make them any less worthy of being a customer? Does that mean their project is not worth your time? I don't think so. Don't get comfortable charging more than you should. It's not going to work for everyone. Passing or missing opportunities by adopting an overly aggressive pricing structure can hurt your reputation. Always connect with peers and individuals within your industry you can trust and see what their thoughts are on pricing. While pricing based on value is important, helpful, and beneficial to growth, you have to have a baseline idea of what you might charge. Even if all customers' projects and solutions are unique, pricing should be based on something. Otherwise, how do you question Otherwise, how do you answer questions like how much? I recommend creating baseline cost if your product or service is applicable to doing so and set pricing expectations by using this cost as a starting point. For example, when someone asks me how much a website costs, my response is typically our average customer pays between $5,000 and $10,000 for a website. That sets the expectation that unless we're talking about a very custom build, the website should fall within that range. So con number two, limited opportunities. Adopting this method of pricing is not for everyone in every type of business. Perhaps you don't have the ability to price based on customers' needs or the inherent value your product produces. You may also alienate certain customers if they see your pricing is all over the map. Sometimes creating set pricing and sticking to it regardless of the customer is ideal. Value-based pricing can make your vision for the company and its worth slash value to others misguided or murky, especially if you deal with many customers who might interact among each other. Customer A finds out customer B paid double or vice versa, and you might have some serious questions to answer. Setting a fixed price puts a definitive claim on what you believe your product is worth to others. Value pricing also has limited opportunity because it relies heavily on demand. If your product or service is no longer sought after or the com competition grows fierce, you'll have a much harder time with this method as customers will often shop around. The heavier your competition, the more it devalues your products and services and the more challenging it is to diversify your offerings and why customers should choose you. For example, if business A, business B, and business C all gave your customer a quote over the phone, but you can't give them any kind of definitive pricing structure, that might give them a bad perception of how you run your business. This, of course, is all about communicating, though. And if you're prepared to answer those questions and explain your methodology, there's no reason you couldn't find success if your position and process is well articulated. So con number three would be ethical behavior. Supply and demand, the most common form of value pricing is easy for people to digest. It merely states as demand for a product goes up, supply goes down and therefore price increases. On the contrary, when demand drops, supply rises and prices drop. Price will always follow demand. To adopt pricing based on value that's more than just supply and demand fluctuations will require you to create and polish a very strong position on pricing. You'll be questioned on how you establish pricing or, as mentioned previously, why customer A paid price A and customer B paid price B. You need to be able to justify pricing variations with more than that's the price the customer was willing to pay. <laughs> what value are you bringing to one project for one customer that might be different from another? How does the project itself differ? And, and then another question that we don't ask here is, 
how does the value you bring differ too? It's not just that the project is different, but what are you doing? What value is being brought to the table in one project versus another? And that can also obviously dictate why you're charging more than another. So for example, if you're building something that's going to generate millions of dollars in revenue versus something that's gonna generate a few thousand dollars in revenue, those two clients should not expect to pay the same amount for that type of work. Factors such as timeline to completion, complexity, assets required, third-party integrations, et cetera, will all influence costs. If you're charging more, are you doing more? Think about all of these concerns because they'll come up in a conversation with customers. Be detailed, be prepared, and be willing to help clarify any gray areas when estimating a project's costs. Final thoughts. Remember, if you don't have a logical answer as to why pricing is different between projects or customers, then perhaps you're not pricing fairly. There has to be a why behind everything you do, and you should be transparent as possible as to what that is. The reason so many marketing firms get a bad rap is due to the inconsistency and mystery behind costs. Many customers walk away not entirely sure what they paid for or what exactly the services entailed. Here again, communication is everything. Don't assume customers understand pricing, products, services, or the reasons why they cost what they do. If you assume too much of anything when it comes down to working with a variety of clients, you'll wind up shooting yourself in the foot and not a whole hell of a lot more. Pricing based on value is not a simple concept to master and does require more open discussion and effort to learn more about your customers before you start discussing prices. This approach will not appeal to every business owner and your organization may not lend itself to spending this type of time with the prospect to determine need. An off-the-shelf fixed price solution may be better, may be a better fit for many businesses. So as always, different strokes for different folks. So, hey, if you want to learn more about developing a stronger marketing strategy or to get into value-based pricing model and what that looks like and how to even go about establishing what that might be, definitely reach out to me. We can talk about it and uh, find some new ways for you to explore pricing that free you up a little bit so you're not stuck in that time-based pricing model any longer. Thanks for listening.